It's just a bit lighter in botanicals. So uh, welcome to the Drinks with Jackson podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jackson, and today joining me is Dana Winch from uh, Side Hustle Distillery. How are you, mate? Yeah, good. How are you? Yeah, cruising, mate. I've <laughs> come off night shift last night. Oh, so it's definitely bit... gin o'clock then. Gin o'clock. <laughs> there you go. Nice. So we've got the, uh, the box of three. So what are we drinking? This one's a settle petal, so rose yeah. petal and elderflower. Um, just really light on botanicals, slightly pink, just to the ones that like a little bit le- lighter style. Very nice. Now, I think it's a bit left field. I got introduced to this method by James Thompson at Shingo's Bar to have my gin as a sonic. Oh, yes. So half yeah, yeah. No, tonic, half soda There's water. a few people that do that now. I think that people like a little bit less sugar, like the tonic does have a lot of sugar in it. Yeah. Even though it's that bittery sort of flavour. I'll do that too. Even just soda, a lot have it now with soda, which means you can taste the gin a little bit through yeah, it Yeah, wow. Too. That's so, good. Yeah. That's really good. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. <laughs> so uh, just for the sake of the listeners, uh, would you mind just giving a bit of a brief overview as to who you are and what you do? Yeah. So, well, um, we've been in hospitality forever and a day. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then we left Shepparton and decided to come back and start Shepparton Brewery and then Side Hustle came about about oh, maybe eight months ago. Nice. Um, we've released it that. Um, Matt, who's the brewer, my partner, he loves beer and I love gin, so we decided that was the next step in the business and that yep. Shepparton could do with the distillery. <laughs> Talking to um, previous guest uh, Jack Hawkins, uh, he does a lot of uh, – marketing in the liquor space yeah uh off mic we were talking like there is definitely that opportunity um and talking to him ages ago there's that opportunity for you know a distillery distillery to rear their head in the shepparton area like outside of a chuka distillery there really wasn't much no yeah here. so yeah. i think you've really nailed a yeah, well, no, there is another one now as well that launched at similar Black time. Rabbit? Yeah, <laughs> which sort of happened with the brewery side of things too. We decided Shepparton needed a brewery and Three. so did a couple of people yeah. at the same time. <laughs> None yeah. of us knew that any of us were doing that. So, yeah. it, um, yeah, I suppose we all just had the good idea. <laughs> oh, mate, I think you're absolutely killing it, to be honest. I love, uh, I love your food. I love the chicken burger. Uh, the eggplant wedges yeah, and yeah, the eggplant chips yep, and that sauce popular. is yeah. just, oh. Black garlic aioli, yeah, oh, can't go mate, past it. Can't go wrong. That's it. So uh, we're in probably a bit of a normal stage now, obviously the whole COVID it's, two yeah. and a half year blur happened. Yes, yeah. Uh, how have you found yourself coming out the other end, obviously. Yeah, look, you, you can feel that you're starting to come out the other side. I mean, it was a pretty shitty time, but everyone knows that already. Yeah. Um, we'd only been operating just under a year when COVID first hit, so that was pretty hard. Like you get that big, you know, good year, first year of business. If you're not busy in that time, you're in trouble, and then all of a sudden COVID hit and we literally shut our doors for 
whatever that first lockdown was, six weeks or whatever, um, didn't have any canned beer because everything's made on site from scratch. We didn't have a canning machine at that point, so everything was coming out of the tap room. Um, so we brought some plastic bottles from Vizzy, like soft drink bottles, yeah. <laughs> and pulled out of the tap for people like when they got their takeaway food and like sold beer that way. Yeah, yeah, but in a, literally a soft drink, you know, 1.25 That's and right. said drink tonight kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, got through that. The canning machine had been ordered. We obviously didn't know COVID was going to hit and then it took eight months instead of, you know, eight weeks or whatever it was going to be. Um, so, yeah, we got through through that obviously. We're still here. Um, and staffing after that was terrible. That was really hard. Um, but, again, you just suck it up and get through. You do what you have to do yeah, and, you know, you know, so. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah, but you can see it coming out of the other side and you can see staff coming back and all those sort of things happening. Obviously partly part, people need more money because of interest rate rises and whatnot. So we always find hospitality is a lot of people's second job like especially when you're sure. at night work and that sort of thing. Um, so you're seeing people needing to do that now. Yeah. yeah. You uh, mentioned that you went away from Shepparton for a while. Yeah, yeah. So you're based in Beechworth? Yeah, we moved to Beechworth. So we sold up um, Teller and the food store and the yeah. vault, the Teller Collective. Which is also like a quality business. Yeah, like so we wise. took in partners and then we sold out to them, which was always sort of our option, like yeah, when, they, when we brought them in. Yeah. yeah. Um, one of them being was our apprentice when we were over in Marupna. And so he was the first one in and then we took another one in and then, with, as I say, that was always our out. We didn't think we'd come back. Like we sort of thought, that's it, we're done kind of thing. Yeah. But, you know, I think it's in your blood. <laughs> once you once you hospitality, yeah, yeah. your hospitality. <laughs> so uh, your movement to Beechworth, uh, at what stage did it come about the, uh, identifying, you know, a brewery? Um, so we, like well, we moved, we moved to Beechworth and as I had no intentions, I started working at Brown Brothers, managing the restaurant there for three or four years. And then Matt sort of had to fill in around my job because I was managing and had to work when I had to work. So he sort of just got casual jobs. And hated them all. <laughs> As you do, though. As Ca- you do. Casual jobs and and it average. was, you know, shitty pubs and stuff. Yeah. Um, anyway, obviously started, we were, we're living off the grid and some big land, you know, out really? of national parks, beautiful space, That's you know, so love good. what we, where we are. Um, and the kids got settled in school. So yep. that's the reason we stayed where we are. But um, living off the grid and Matt sort of working casually started um, doing some home brewing and getting into that side of things and, when we sort of said, well, you're not really, he was quite bored really doing what he was doing. Um, so like, well, let's get back into business. Let's do something. What are we going to do? Um, and everything we thought of, it, st- it always led us back to Shep. Like sure. we've, we've had great success here. The people are so supportive. It's a great town. Yep. So we went, Shepherd needs a brewery. Let's do it. So we started actively looking for a venue and, and whatnot and our money where our mouth is and here we are. It's, pr- it's pretty good that uh, you've actually found success here because it is a bit of a tough nut to crack at times, Shepparton. Yeah, we didn't find that. Yeah. Um, but when we went to Marupna, like we started in the old bank building in Marupna, a restaurant, yep. and it was more fine dining. So you did, f- and it was a small space, but the people that like that side of things, they just wrapped their arms around us. Like there just wasn't that here in Shepparton. You know, all the doctors that have been away from Shepparton, like they've they've had that in Melbourne, they've had that in wherever they've gone to study and whatnot. So they felt it was a bit, 
I think of that coming to Shep, if that makes sense. Yeah, so good. Um, Just raising that standard. Yeah, but we always felt that everyone supported us. Like, you know, there was time when we opened that business, we were backs to the wall, all our cash was in. Like, yeah. you, you, we would never have opened like that if we had have had money, you know, no dishwasher, the oven was terrible. Like just the, it didn't have a cool room, only had an underbar fridge. We'd finish service, we'd finish at 11 o'clock at night and we'd start prepping through till three in the morning we'd then get back up at six like we were working 20 21 hour days just Jeez. to get it done um to you know raise that capital to buy the cool room to buy all those extra things that we needed mm-hmm. and whatnot but there was customers that we used to do cooking classes and we had a group of um doctors and and whatnot come to that and one night they sat down we all we all used to sit with them and eat and we sat down at this table and they said one of them stood up and said right Matt can't cook in this kitchen. This is ridiculous. Who's going to put some money in? And they sat there and said there was like 10 couples. They all put their hand, yep, I'll put a 1000 bucks in. No worries, we'll buy them a new oven, blah, blah, blah. We never took them up on it. But just knowing that you had those people behind you that wanted you in this town and wanted to support you, no matter what, and could see what you were doing and what you had brought to the town was just overwhelming you know like and so the town's always been great to us and yep. that's why we're all slow doing our charity nights and things we're trying to give back you know everyone supported us the comedy night comedy like night tonight. yeah yeah <laughs> but that's not a charity that's just for the yeah. town but like on a tuesday night we do a community chess where all the money so it's a potluck dinner two course and a pot of beer for 30 dollars. that whole 30 dollars goes to a gv a local charity somewhere so good yeah so We've, we stopped it over Christmas because we're just too busy and yeah. we're just starting them again now. It's good though that like you have the ability to put on events midweek. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I find probably another opportunity in the town is that nothing's really open on a Sunday. Yeah, look, we don't open um, on a Sunday, but we've but made no, a decision. No one does. But we've made a decision. That two yeah. things, it is a more expensive day, but we've made a decision to be with our family on that day. Yeah. Oh, our 100%. kids spend the time at the brewery when we're at the brewery on weekends, yeah. so it just makes it a family day for us and it wasn't that busy because we were finding and it's probably a bit different now because after COVID tourism has changed in Shepherd and there is a bit more tourism you're noticing and they're pushing that um, destination, um, GV destination and trying to push the area as a destination. But um, we found that people want to go for a drive and they're going out of town, whether that's just to Dookie or Murchison or when I was at Brown Brothers, I did see a lot of locals heading that way. It's now only an hour and 15 minutes you'd yeah, find them true. going it's for lunch and stuff. Trip. So that's why sun, Sundays were just very hit and miss, you know. So that's why we stopped them really. So good. Yeah. <laughs> Can you uh, elaborate on the off-grid? Oh, that's yeah. Like, so that, That's well, pretty awesome. Yeah. I, I didn't know that. Well, we live sort of, well, it's Beechworth, but it's, you know, 15 minutes out of town. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, we've got full solar power with battery backup and a generator if needed, um, water, like just tank water. Yep. We've got gas bottles for when we don't have the fire going over the, but the fire does our hot water and whatnot. So, yeah. Is that just um, sort of in line with your values as far as like being resourceful? Um, No, not really. We love the property and we ended up there, but it's a great, but once now we've been there, you just, yeah. You know, the kids didn't even know what a toaster was because you toast your oven, your thing on the, your toast on the fire in a pan over summer, you know, yeah. a kettle goes on the stove. We don't have like anything with elements we don't use and Basic all that glasses. sort of thing. So yeah. um, one of the kids went to their auntie's house, oh, yeah, help yourself to breakfast. And they're like, oh, have some toast. And he's like, mm, 
Or you what you taste in the toaster? He goes, what's that? Like, you know, yeah. as a young kid, didn't even realise what though. that was, you know. It's good, like, you know, that they're probably seeing things from a different side that most people would generally Wouldn't even take think for granted about, or, you know, like having quicker showers or, yeah. you know, all those little things that I don't think if you're in town you really do. You just whatever and you're probably not strict on on the kids and stuff as much. But it's like, no, nah, out of the shower, you know, make sure there's water for everyone, you know, the I, tanks aren't full I enough. I come on a – I was brought up on a farm in Stanhope uh, Heritage listed house. Yeah. hundred and something years old and same thing, like everyone pitches in to help each other out during the day or after school, yeah. and then three-minute showers, whether or not you turn the water on or <laughs> the tank's low. Yeah, yeah. Wet yourself, lather up in soap, and then wash it off. Like, yeah. it's just those little things. Yeah, yeah. And then you move into town, and it's like, oh, my God, I can be in here forever. You don't even have to think <laughs> about thing. it. Yeah. You do. Yeah, that's right. So, um, so, yeah, that's definitely. And, you know, all right, guys, come on, let's collect some sticks. We've got to light the fire. Yeah. If you don't light the fire, we're yeah, going to be kindling. cold. We're not going to yeah. have hot water, <laughs> you know, all those little things. So, oh, massive. Um, I don't think they appreciate what it's doing for them <laughs> as they're growing up and, and yeah. also just us having a business and, you know, the work ethics that they're getting and they've had to work over the last year or so when there's been no staff. They've yeah. just had to do the work. Yeah, so <laughs> they're so only young, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> they're old, old enough, um, 16, 14 and 12. So oh, Sorted. Yeah. Sorted. Yeah. You've got the 12-year-old's the dish here. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's <laughs> 14 it. to nine months can do anything with well, as Well, in, far a, in as food. a family <laughs> business, they're oh, allowed really? before that. Yeah. Yes. So good. Yeah. So. so I was talking to Paul Sabaris. I did a bonus episode with him and I think he started working behind the bar in uh, – Starts with E, but I think he started working behind the bar at 14 and a half years of age. Yeah, I don't know the liquor license side of it we're allowed to, but there might be something in there, but they don't serve alcohol, but they'll serve food and clear glasses and and that sort of thing, like carry the food and clear the tables and wash the dishes. And Elby will be, the eldest one will be making pizzas and helping in the kitchen. We've had nights where I've had three staff down and I've had to replace them with my kids because I had no one else. Yeah. So... Um, and pe- I mean, people like seeing it too, you know, like yeah. they're, they're quite understanding, especially around this time that we've had it's definitely, that shortage. It, it puts that um, family touch. Like yeah. this is a, a, a mum and pa bloody, you know, small business. Yeah. We're eating to support them and you're actually seeing, seeing the results. Seeing them too. Yeah, yeah. And look, when we were in, I literally had our children while we were working in Marupna, so they were literally asleep on the shelf in the kitchen as babies. So people remember me being pregnant, then seeing the baby on the shelf and now seeing them serve, you know. So, yeah. you know, there and is those old journey. regular customers that have seen that and Absolutely. and love seeing that and can't believe how old they are, neither can I. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. Um, how do you guys see yourself moving forward? Obviously, we're at the other end. You're starting to find... Uh, you know, a bit of momentum from a tourism aspect. Yeah. I have been following your socials. Yeah. So we've uh, just got some more equipment in. <laughs> yeah. How do you see that? Um, so we've just got some secondhand, um, we brought a secondhand brew house um, out of Newcastle. Um, we've been <coughs> brewing on a small system, which, you know, at times Matt's doing three batches and doing 20 hours a day. So it's just a bit crazy. Um, so we had to change that and we had always been trying to get to that. But um, so and we've ordered just ordered another 3,000 litre tank and stuff. So we're just trying to upscale so we can, yeah, start moving forward. So Do you find yeah. the challenges as far as being like the uh, that brew pub style, you know, your, your restaurant's quite successful? 
and can stand alone without the beer and then you've got the beer aspect and now the gin. Yeah. Do you find it hard to delegate or, you know, yeah, yeah. split your time up yes. to each task? Yeah, so um, and I think that's also <laughs> partly a fault probably. But like Matt's quite a perfectionist and, you know, control freak so he yeah. takes stuff on and, and finds it hard to let go but it has been fine to heart hard to find staff as well so you're at that point that we couldn't have had a brewer doing the hours that he's doing because you'd just go broke trying to make it where his time's not it's not as you know costly as putting a staff member to do 20 hours or whatever so now we've got a bigger system that it gives us an option to employ someone to do some of that work and um awesome and make it more of you know a feasible thing to be making a thousand liters at a time rather than five and then because it's a um three vessel system you can be making the next batch and whatnot where ours was just a single vessel so, so it's a bit more scalable in that it's sense scalable yeah yeah so yeah we're just we're just trying to get to that next step um and up the production so that we can do that next step but without the tap room we wouldn't have paid like the it is it is paid for itself as we've gone so yep. I don't feel it was a bad way with the skill sets that we had was to create the hospitality venue that we we knew people were going to walk through the door because they knew us and trusted us and and knew what we did. So we sort of knew that was going to work. We didn't know the beer side of things was going to work. So we kept that quite small to start. And if you didn't want to go outside the building, we could have just kept it at that. But then sure. we stepped up to a, that brand and canned and, you know, all of the wholesale side of things and stuff. So. So good. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, uh, that went down like an absolute treat. The, uh, pedal gen. Uh, yeah, what's that's next? a nice light one. Well, what's um, next? so we've got a savory spice. Is um, that your take on, uh, like a Hendrix? Um, maybe a little bit. It hasn't got cucumber and that sort of, like I don't serve with cucumber and stuff. Um, it hasn't got as many botanicals as Hendrix has got a lot, um, yeah. but it's got lots of sort of pepper and we actually serve, when we serve, we serve with cracked pepper and some thyme in it, which helps lift some of those botanicals in there. So um, and, yeah, just a bit sort of more sort of savoury and not as punchy. I mean, obviously it's juniper's main predominant, but it's not as punchy on that. You can sort of get the other botanicals through. So, yeah, have a go at that one. But uh, I know exactly where you're coming from as far as like a scalable aspect and not putting all your eggs in one basket even though it sounds like you did to some extent at Rupna. yeah um oh that was just, we were just young and like yeah. it was all our capital that we had you know we just pushed in everything we had and um yeah just well. like from a bankroll point of view i always wanted to get into podcasting and i probably held it off for a couple of years but just i'm really banging my head up against the wall with the editing aspect hence why i thought bugger it i'll fork out the extra cash that was after the uh, episode eight with Will Lestari of Chaz Cole. Yeah. Which will be out in a few days' time, 4th of March. Um, but, yeah, I thought, nah, if I'm going to do it, do it properly. Yeah. Uh, better equipment means you can resell it. Obviously, yes. like that three-vessel uh, three system that you bought, you know, like if yeah, you buy something right. good, you can always Yeah. Oh, look, and our first, our first system wasn't bad. It was just an easy system to start on smaller scale just in case it wasn't going to work, like enough to do what, like to just supply our venue really. Um, So, and obviously we will now sell that from now as well. Like we'll now put that on the market and some of the small tanks and stuff too to to move that on because we just don't have space for it. And at least that gives, you know, like the next wave of um, brewing enthusiasts an opportunity to 
to you know, start. put their dreams mm. forward. For sure. That's quite nice. You like that one? That licorice fruit, I think, is really coming through. Yeah, it's funny. Really, People really taste fruit. different different things. It depends. Sometimes if you don't like something, you'll taste it, or if you really like something, like, you, you sort of pick up something that's either side there. I have people say different things all the time depending what there is attuned to their taste buds. So, um, I work uh, at the uh, cheese factory down the road. Yeah. Um, and a couple of the guys in Milk Receival are really like into that woo-woo, you know, the, the health aspects of life and a couple of them drink the licorice root tea oh right yeah and yeah. I have a sip of that and yeah like, and it's really is sort of coming back yeah and yeah it's it's not something that i dislike because i love licorice yes but yeah it's really popping yeah for me and that's and then you'll find if delicious. you put some fresh cracked pepper in it it'll change it again and lift those pepper botanicals out in of it as well so it just depends what you sort of garnish with the garnishes i've tried to make it that people have just got them at home that you don't have to go and dry a piece of something or find something somewhere, yep. stuff that you can just find in your Down garden or your or... cupboard. Yeah. Yeah. So. So have you always been a fan of Jen? Um, pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. But I mean, it cha- like in saying that, obviously, you know, you started off back with, well, probably Gordon's when I was really young and then you head into your Bombay's and your Tanqueray's and your Hendrix and stuff. But now it's changed completely. Like there is so much out there. Like I couldn't even tell you what my favourite, you know, like there's so yeah. many that I've tried and, Obviously, gin lovers have a lot of gins. <laughs> so I've got four know. pillars up in the uh, yeah, pantry. Yeah. Obviously, you yeah. know, every time you go overseas and you go through gin yes, free, you, you better get something. <laughs> yeah, you get your two point one liters. <laughs> yeah. So they actually do like the the pack similar to you guys to meet that the maximum the, the, taste the, yeah, so, yeah. the literage. So yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, the Shiraz gin of theirs. Yeah, I rate that quite highly. Yes, I do like that. I think it's, it's just like, on ice with a bit of orange. It's, oh, yeah, yeah. Touch like, a soda if you want to break it, but just yeah, on its or, own is good. Or Sonic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> soda tonic mix, but no, nah, it's so good, buddy. Mate, we're, we're smashing through this <laughs> podcast. We're only twenty-two minutes through. I'm on my second. So. From a community thing, as far as, you know, your fundraisers and the chess. Community chess. So we've called it community chess. So it's just, so we decided to do that and we, um, everyone comes and asks you for stuff in your business. They're always asking for a sports club or something. We're like, well, we're giving this stuff away. Let's create sort of an account that we give stuff. We've got something to go for because you just do it. You don't even record it. You just give stuff. You don't even sort of think, yeah, $100 voucher here, a sponsorship here, this, this. And you sort of don't always have a lot of direct, you sort of just do it as fly by the seat of your pants. Someone rings or they know you and they, they get the person that knows you to ask you. So you have to say yes or whatnot. Um, And we sort of did this for, to sort of commit more to what we want to do and giving to where we want to go is like what we feel that the community needs, like whether it's food share at a time of floods and co, you know, there's things that we've given in different times. There was the whole, um, they did that sleep out shelter. I can't think what it was called. Um, they did, uh, yeah, so we donated some to that where they tried to, you know, had some homeless people sheltered over winter. I can't think what it's called. Um, we've done oh, money to Wise Well Women, which is them educating some of the um, people that have, the refugees that have come in and educating them about how Australia works and health system and all that sort of thing and um, oh, lots of different different it's an things. Array of things. Yeah. It's crazy. Like from a small business point of view, there's the other small businesses that sort of 
you gain a respect from because they know how hard it is to survive. Mm. And yet there's everyone else to some extent that thinks, oh, you own a business, you're made of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, they do, I, I, yeah, I think they do think that. But I, I, if you can't give back to, like, you know, we have been in business a long time. We, you know, not to say everything couldn't fall apart tomorrow. I mean, shit happens, COVID happens, stuff happens, you don't know. Yeah. Um, but if you can't give back, like, this is the community that's helped us to where we are. Like yep. they've supported us. So, you know, there's not, not everyone's as fortunate as we are and can, can do that and get in and, and be in business. And I mean, we work our bloody asses off. I'm not yeah. saying that. Hospitality is a hard, hard yakka, but yeah, we have to give back if we can. So you are excited for the uh, comedy night tonight. Yeah. So this is the second one we've done. So, yep. um, yeah, it should be good. Yep. Um, Oh, it's a lot of work as well in the sense that like obviously there's we do dinner as well. So um, just making sure it's all set up. So before I came here, I've set all the tables, printed the menus, done the floor plan, <laughs> made sure it's all ready to go. But, um, yeah, it should be good. The last one was really good. So, yeah, yeah. success. Are they different comedians yes, this time? Yes, yes. You're going to ask me who we had last time and I can't remember. Um, we had – I'm not really a funny person. <laughs> Neither I am I, really but I, tr- I try I to do stand-up <laughs> comedy. Honestly, I've done – tonight actually is my uh, open mic in Bendigo. Right. But I'm giving that up so I can go I, to this one tonight. You had Evan Hocking. Yeah, that's it. Uh, Daniel Connell and Jared Gowdy. Yeah. Gowdy. Yeah, yeah, that's that's it. ABC All-Star. So that was mic. in yeah. – I think that – no, I think we did that in November – it was. Yep, November yeah. 23. So we'll sort of look at maybe doing them every three months or so, just see what the demand is. and Quarterly. And what it, people, you know, people seem to enjoy it. And yeah. we just decided to do it midweek because so many people have got sports and stuff on on the weekends. And Pretty smart on a Wednesday, Tuesday, Thursday, you know, your footy training. Yeah, well, and also I think that, because, I mean, we're saying it's an 18 plus because there's usually a bit of language and they're usually not yeah. all clean jokes. Um, so we're saying 18 plus. So you can, if it's a Friday night, if people have got their kids, you know, you, you, you're sort of cutting out some of those people that would, you know, usually out with their families and stuff if you're doing the weekends too. Yeah. So, yeah, we thought a Wednesday. The likelihood of getting a babysitter there on a Wednesday as opposed to a Friday, I think yeah. you, you, you have better chances. So <laughs> yeah, that's days. right. That's right. So tonight you've got Richard Stubbs, Brad Oaks and Tom Seagott. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm actually going to wander down to the brewery in the lead up to it and try and get a podcast with Tom and Brad. So that should be fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah the, obviously we do the uh, daily beer review. Yeah. Uh, every six days, uh, launch a podcast. Yep. Uh, with a bonus one every now and then. Um, but yeah, it's just as far as making it brewery based, try and incorporate the stand up comedy. Yep. Because I do a little bit of it. Yep. Um, I'd love to do more, but it's just so hard being in the country, as yeah, you would yeah. know. Like your opportunities are quite limited as yep. far as you want to do. But, you know, it, when they come up from Melbourne, Oh, get on the next one. You yeah, can be one of the, the yeah. And try and get them on the uh, get them behind a mic for a podcast. Obviously, yeah. I reached out. But to you can get up there with them. Why no, not? I, oh. can, I, can do, I can do a five minute bit, but I, I don't know how I'd go doing a full hour. Like oh well, you can jump too, up for five minutes. Yeah. Everyone's there for comedy. They'll then yeah. 
Well, but, um, give it a go. <laughs> but, uh, Kitty Flanagan, it's good that a lot of those guys from Melbourne are really starting to incorporate Shepparton from a regional tour yeah. as opposed to just Bendigo. Yes, yeah. I yeah. think Shepparton – and look, last time the guy – like, so we've gone through it. It was an agency that contacted us. Oh, really? um, What's the joke? He's um, uh, John had contacted – well, he just sent an email. I'm like, yeah, let's just see what this is about and how it all works and whatnot. So he um, – organizes them like we don't organize the comedians directly um because i wouldn't even know where to see you know like yeah. we're busy doing what we do let someone else do what they do and we just um go from there so um yeah he chooses who or sees who's available and is able to do that but he said that the last time they they had a ball they loved it and a lot of they all bloody drove home after it so i think one of them was down the morning to peninsula they went all the way back um so this i think tonight some of them are staying so in shit but um it's yeah whoever they can they can get and he sends through this is who i've got and and whatnot so yeah seems to be going all right hell yeah (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. How uh, obviously you had an exit strategy with Marupna. You don't have to answer this, but how long do you think like the brewery thing will continue for you guys? Is it how long's a piece of string? Yeah. Um, Are you happy think, with how it's progressing and the yes, developing? Yeah, but I think we do. We need more people. In, like it's getting too much to do what we're doing. Like yeah. I mean, I'm not there all the time. I live in Beechworth, so I am here sort of two and a half days and the other days at home doing paperwork, got the phones diverted all the time, um, but Matt's here all the time. Um, and it is it is a lot of work and we need to step it to that next level and we're, our, our next focus, like obviously the tap room's doing what it does, um, our focus is on building that brand and, and creating it into something more than a restaurant really. I mean... That's what we've known, so we have focused on that, and obviously tried to do that well. And I think that's an important part because people have a good experience in your venue, then they see your brand out and about, and they remember the experience. Go, oh, I'll grab some of that. That was a great dinner we had there, or whatever it might be, or you know, we tasted that. We'll buy that. We'll give grab it as a beer, gift, yeah. or whatever. Um, so, I think it's an important part of it. But now it's moving and changing that to the next level, and and. And so you just need more hands. More hands, yeah. Basically, we need to um, we need to make that step. And as they get this equipment set up, which is a bit of a jigsaw puzzle at the moment, getting the three vessel put together. Yeah. Um, so that's in Matt's next headache. Um, and and get that going. And and as I say, push that and you know push more onto sales. But you've got to have the production to sell. Like it's you know. Chicken That's or the egg. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah. What's the uh, next gin? Um, so we've got the dry. Um, so that's just got your, um, well, they've all got juniper. Juniper, coriander, um, cinnamon bark, angelica root, cardamom, some lemon. Um, and they're all made from organic all grain. We make the base from scratch. So we don't the buy. The wash, is it The called? wash, yeah. yeah. So we don't make. buy an ethanol. We make the make the wash thing we've got the brewing equipment I was um, gonna say you've already got the vessels there that's right but it is it is a bigger process than if you just buy in um ethanol and it's a bit quicker to turn around than if you've got to Cost actually effective. ferment and um 40 percent yeah so they're all 40 percent of those Lovely. ones yeah. I always found like the dry um it's always you've you've nailed it as far as the color briefing goes like the dry is always a blue, like that navy. Yes, I, that, that, yeah, I sort of I that, that was colors, in my the brief. That was in my. Th- I sort of you like 
you've got, yeah, your Navy Street, but also you've got Bombay that's in the blue bottle. I kind of just, it felt like it should be blue. I don't know. It's yeah. just um, what the I... The pedal gin by far is probably, I rated that yeah, yeah, quite that highly. Fact, yeah, it, it was yeah. delicious. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, and then we sort of, we put the artwork on the inside there and sort of I saw tried to kind of keep it a little bit similar to, not similar to Shep Brewery, but that they looked like they were kind of together, like not the same by any means, but have tried to have some artwork on it rather than a lot of companies just put botanicals or like the pictures that they've got on there are sort of a little bit more traditional bottle, but just tried to. Side Hustle Gin definitely has a ring to it. Yeah. But I was surprised that you called it that as opposed to Shepherd and Distillery. Well, we think it's got its own identity and its own business within it. So it's have, good. Like as in depending, like obviously interest rates have just gone up and all this other shit's going on. It's like not really a time to open a secondary business, but there is room to move the still out and create a whole other venue as the side hustle side of things, different market, you know not as family friendly and a bit more sort of that's like a no nonsense gin just yeah so you can actually on the mark and a a bit stronger in the botanicals you can taste it through the 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 sonic you can really mix that through with a that'd be a really good base for a cocktail i reckon Mm. that dry gin yeah and this one actually is really good with like a dirty martini like that sort of savoriness yeah yeah delicious with that one but hell yeah yeah i've got uh oh that's it uh, obviously Roy Levo, I've lined him up. He's the uh, owner of East Bendigo Brewing Co. Really want to sort of nut the uh, nut out the idea or the identities between Brooks Brewing Co. Obviously East yeah, Bendigo, Bendigo Brewing, Brewing Co. Yeah. Like they're, they're all within the same sort of hub, but there's that different identity. Yeah. Um, I think the two favourites from their SKUs, your next, by the way, yeah. is uh, their Extra Pale Ale and Brooks Brewing Pale Ale. They're just absolutely delicious. Um, I've found a fair few people come forward like asking about the beers coming up and Shep Brewery or Shepsico yep. I've had a fair bit of, yep. as well as uh, your Careful Cobber, yep. which like your, the names of your beers, we'll use this as a segue. Yeah. I, I, I rate, you know, Careful Cobber, obviously you've got Decker down the road, yeah, the yeah. Careful Cobber's growing up, yeah. you know, learning how to drive, yeah. you know, it, it, it pays homage to that. Yes, yeah. Yeah, so we tried to keep it all sort of centric and just a little bit sort of linked back to that. Um, And, yeah, obviously. Shep Porter Sorter. Yeah, Fruit Sorter Porter. Yeah, Fruit Fruit Sorter Porter. Porter. That had the, uh, I must say that probably confuses people a little bit because they think it's like it's fruity but it's not, it's a porter. It's more chocolate and coffee. But it was more about the picture that was on it. You know, there's a Furfy tank in the background and there's SPC and someone yeah. holding a pear at the front. And so we've tried to, and Tank, the local artist, has done our all our design work and artwork on it. Um, and, yeah, him and Matt just seem to be able to talk and their brains are on click? the... Do just brains are on the right. Like Matt will say something and then Tank can put it on a bit of... You know, sometimes people just can get it, like what you're saying, where other times you can talk to someone and sort of try to say what you... and that, they put something else completely different on paper and it's just not there. So right. that's worked really well with that side of it. The um, Yeah, but everything sort of tried to link back to the Raymond West 1953 swimming modern IPA swimming yeah. pool. We had um, that's like a summary ale and we said to one of our customers, well, what do you 
think when you think of summer in Shepparton and they went, well, the Raymond West Pool, which was the lakeside pool back in the day and talked about a story about one of these kids that used to ride the BMX off the diving board, your BMX, and then you had to go back in and get it after. Um, So, yeah, just trying to push it back to sort of those sort of things. The Red Ale's got the tower and stuff, you know. And the Redhead match. Oh, yeah, that's not on the beer cans. We decided to take Uh, that off. We thought we've got the big poster. It's awesome. Yeah, so we sort of decided let's not push too far on getting sued. (laughs) (laughs) The the lawnmower. Yes, yeah, there's a lawnmower. How did that come about? Um, I I don't, well, the lawnmower is a type of beer. Like it's just an easy drinking, a little bit lower alcohol. Like if you Google lawnmower beer, it's actually a thing. Yeah, so a bit lower. It's a 4.3%, just single hop. Um, So it's Vic Secret Hop from Paul Punker, which is linked into that Victor, Vic Secret. So it's Victor Lawnmower is the name of it. Um, Yeah, and then... Yeah, Tank came up with the design of the old lawnmower with hops flying out of it and that's just how so that... Tank does all those designs. The artwork, yeah, yeah, so he's done all the artwork. Um, yeah, yeah, all of them and and these ones as well and then I just had a graphic designer do the back stuff because he just ran out of time to get the other stuff done. So I'm like, just give me the artwork and I'll get the other stuff done somewhere else. Casino hustle, so, same yeah. response, Jen. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Well... I reckon uh, we might wrap it up. You're, yeah. you're a busy woman. You've yeah. got a <laughs> you've got a fair comedy bit. night to run. <laughs> oh yeah, um, and no doubt I'll uh, probably bump into you at some stage if you're not running off your feet. But, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll be yeah. there pouring you a beer <laughs> <laughs> or a gin. <laughs> so, um, just for the listeners, if they want to hear or follow your story, as far, where can they uh, find yeah, more of you? Yeah. So, um, well, we're on obviously Instagram and Facebook. So under yep. Shepherd and Brewery, or there is a side hustle one as well. Um, and we're at Fifteen Edwards. So awesome. come and see us. No doubt uh, I'll put those uh, details into the show notes for you guys. Um, but as for now, thank you. No worries. Thank Cheers. you. Cheers. <laughs> see you guys. Bye. See you.